Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman here from the Novacare Complex, and... Hallelujah. A big national writer in here, Shil Kapadia. Mr. Kapadia, how are you? Good to be here. I have a, a little note memo on my iPhone. You this know, is I've, like your Festivus. You've got some grievances to air. Well, no, I don't know. I think it's grievances. I've, I've listened to every second, every word you two wow. have, have said in every podcast. And uh, How I, often did you listen to the show before? Never. Okay. Yeah, even when we were speaking, I rarely knew what was the words that were coming out of your mouth. But uh, I feel like I can settle some debates between the two of you. Who makes you judge, jury, and executioner? I'm the the Athletics National Football Writer. That was in my contract. Well said. That's a good answer right there. Well bargained. I feel, and and I liked your topic yesterday of sort of, what did you say, 30,000 feet above? Whatever it is. Well, both said the bird's eye view. Bird's eye view. I was saying 30,000 feet, but then I thought bird's eye view was more appropriate for the birds with friends uh. and i always like that i think it's a great exercise to do in august when you're on the day-to-day grind and since i haven't been covering the practices i am curious to hear what i have some questions have. about uh some of those and so we will get to those too and then i have just some uh, complete nonsense i mean zach to my right here is showing all the person i know he <laughs> likes the non-football stuff now a lot has changed since the first episode so i this might be a three-hour episode i know you guys have other things to do i've got to like Five o'clock till I need to pick up my daughter. So. And you have had no human interaction for the past week or so, probably, uh, most likely. I would say... Uh, aside from drop-off and family. Yeah, no, I think that's correct. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, I had a little uh, uh, neighbor's kid's birthday party, so... Okay. And it was quite a few hours of my uh, social charisma on display. That counts for something. Okay. Uh, we will do a quick uh, Quactus report. There was not much to talk about from today's practice, and... Uh, I have to pitch you against each other and name that loon. I know that you've been. I know that you've been, <laughs> you know, playing along. It's a game that is meant to be played with it, with two people going against each other. So I think uh, that's the best way to do it. All right. I hate to break this to you, but the, okay, name that loon is not a great experience for the listener. Mm, okay. Because you cannot really hear. You can't really hear. I mean, you can hear a little bit. It's almost like a kind of soft mumbling. I actually Others haven't. Might disagree. I actually haven't listened back to the name that loon. <laughs> so that's okay. my own problem. I mean, you're like if you're in the car, it's very, uh, it's kind of difficult to pick up. If you're at home and like adjust the volume and focus. Well, hopefully the two of you get into some kind of Andre Dillard scuffle, and that okay. and that's what we'll. We'll take see care if of we segment. choose to participate or not. We now can do a two versus one, Zach. I'll, I'll pick Shield in that scuffle though. So, <laughs> I, what about I, low man wins? <laughs> that is true, but that's that's more O line D line. That's not the scuffle. I'd, I'd be like Casey Tucker. I, my career would be over. <laughs> Did you hear about this? Sharif Miller and Casey Tucker got in a fight. 
uh, it wasn't even a fight. It was it was it was just one. It was his push. last moment. Yeah. As a, as and an Casey Eagle. Tucker got a concussion, and they waved him injured. Right. Oh my gosh. And so we, we don't actually know if the concussion was suffered. Oh, that's from what that I was going to ask. Yeah, but it is. It. I mean. We didn't see him get hit another time, and, that was, his, and that was his yeah. last practice. Jeez. Now, speaking of which, that was really the only interesting thing that happened in practice today, I thought. Sharif Miller going up against Andre Dillard. Three fights in two days for Andre Dillard. Uh, this was in an O-line, D-line session in which they were doing you know, two-on-twos, practicing, passing off uh, stunts and, and stuff like that. And uh, I, was, uh, I was up close and personal and saw it, and, and uh, Miller seemed to me to be the one who was sort of itching for the fight. He threw a real like punch to Dillard's face mask after uh, the rep was over, and Jason Peters had a great reaction. It was, like, it, it was like he was just fed up with his nonsense, and he just he, like, said to Sharif, and like, come on, we're playing football. Like, mm. it, was like, it was a very much like a... A father, like his two kids are fighting, like, come on, what are we doing here? Let's, it was good. Well, this is actually at the top of my list of uh, questions for you guys, because I, you know, from afar, uh, we've now seen it with Dillard two days in a row. He would not have been like high on my list of if there's only, you know, one or two guys in these incidents during camp, he wouldn't have been high on my list. I, I wrote about him in June and his high school coaches did say when he first kind of moved up those ranks and uh, some of his teammates were trying to get under his skin and all of a sudden there was this fire that they saw from him and he just started tossing guys left and right. His college offensive line coach told me a story about, you know, he's at uh, Washington State and things aren't going his way as a freshman in the classroom, socially on the field, and he looks over one day and, uh, you know, Dillard's in the end zone, very emotional, kind of on a knee, crying. And so I was thinking back to those stories as I read your guys' reports, and I'm kind of wondering, like, what's going on here? I mean, is this just your usual, it's August, the dog days, the heat, that kind of thing? Is there more to it? Is there... Should there be any kind of concern? Just sort of, you know, I've, I've been interested. It's been like, I think, one of the most, maybe the most interesting thing that happened in camp so far. Um, what's your read on what's happening with, with the first-round pick? So I talked to Jonathan Cyprian today about their fight from yesterday, and he said it was just like, you know, he, he downplayed it. It was just, it's camp, you know, it's men being men and, and, and stuff like that. Now, Brandon Brooks, we were both in on this, but he said, he thinks that he, you know, he likes the feistiness from Dillard. He did sort of admit that maybe yesterday he was going a little too hard. Okay, uh, you know, it was a practice in shorts, and he thought that maybe some guys on defense objected to that. The one today, I in my read of it was that the common denominator was not Andre Dillard in the fight; it was Sharif Miller, who has also been in another fight. It, it seemed to me like that was Miller uh, being the one who was who was bringing that one out. Okay, what's your take, Zach? My take is that Andre Dillard is the is a first round pick yeah. who I I don't know this for a fact, but I I would imagine guys want to see what he has, uh, and the aggression might be the byproduct of of that, you know, because like Shield wrote, there were questions about him kind of coming out of college, um, you know, kind of being like a, a finesse type lineman per se. Where's the mean streak? And and so it could be that uh, I was real interested in kind of the optics of I mean he was visibly emotional. That there is was, the more interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. there was a what, picture. What happened yesterday at pra- after practice? Yeah, there was a picture um, that Inquirer photographer Dave May. I'm, I'm sorry, Dave Mayaletti got of 
him in tears. Um, I only saw him with his helmet on. Right. So I didn't see the tears until I saw the photo. But that goes to the story you shared about him in the end zone at Washington State. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being emotional, but I, I, I just wonder kind of where that's coming right. from. Have you ever seen that in your years at a training camp practice, a guy in in tears? Not, no. not, not due to, like, you know, a major yeah. injury or anything, yeah. but... I, I, I've no, never I, seen that. No, you're absolutely right. I, I've seen like a player tear his ACL and right. know it right away, but I've never seen just a guy getting a fight yeah. in tears. So. And Doug said today that what his message was was just that he's he's been playing very well. He's having a great camp, which I'm sure is not the entirety of what the conversation was. No, but no, I don't think Doug and Howie were like, hey, hey Derek Barnett, tell him yeah. how great a camp yeah. he's having right now. You've been really good. And he's crying. That's what's making him cry. He's like, thank you. He's never been told he was good before. Certainly, yeah. It can all add up, and who knows what's going on. You know, I I always wonder if there's something going on in the guy's personal life or something we don't know about. But, um, yeah, just when I saw that he was getting emotional and, you know, how he's getting in on it. Exactly. And all this. And then, you know, for something to happen the very next day, uh, all of that adding up, I think, is interesting and makes it uh, something to watch. And then on the flip side, I mean... You know, I, I haven't talked about the first preseason game, but man, he looked like he could like just go in there and start at left tackle for half the teams in the league. Was my read yeah. on it, especially? Well, you're the league wide guy in pass protection. <laughs> so I think the Texans, yeah, I think okay. they would like him right about now. But um, so that's kind of the other aspect of it that I, I guess is interesting. Sort of the, these two sides of it. And Bo proposed that question yesterday. It was a, it was a real good question, which is what happens this year if like Jason Peters does not look very good. And you have this first-round pick who, who physically looks like he can get in and play right away. Jason Peters still plays. Is what <laughs> I was wondering about that. I was trying to think about you know the position of left tackle and guys who start in their first seasons. Are they what percentage are you know who eventually are good are good right away in their first year? And I, I mean I, I don't know the answer to that, but it would seem like it would be far fetched to think all right he can come in and actually provide a better quality of right. play than Jason Peters. But I was reading the the Football Outsiders uh, almanac and certainly offensive line play. You don't want to put you know too much stock into the metrics, but just in terms of their like little things like blown block rate, like Peters was hovering around league average or maybe a little below league average in pass pro last year so if that's the line right then i don't know maybe maybe he could be that good maybe it's probably far-fetched i don't think it's gonna happen like you said uh, i guess the most interesting thing would be if peter starts the season doesn't play great gets injured dillard then comes right. in yeah, and then that's lights good. out then a month that's later good. what do you do that, that is the worse. right yeah. that's the, the fun scenario you're right then i think it's a phantom injury that that doesn't go away you know it's like oh, jp is going for that I no think J- I think JP would go for that before he ever Admits, stood on the sideline. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I maybe. could be wrong. I mean, Jason no, I Peters and I didn't talk about. Maybe this, just but. he just he just <laughs> walks. Ask him a, maybe yeah. he just walks out and taps Samalo on the shoulder and says, "I'm playing left guard now." True. Samalo yeah. says, "Okay, fine by me." By the way, we also will do a, a couple of round the hornbills later today. Oh my gosh! Okay. Jets and Dolphins. Right. Uh, otherwise, practice today. Not much that was interesting. They were doing red zone work and backed up on the one work. Uh, they, were, they were actually doing a lot of twos today, I think, just installing some things for the game on Thursday night, letting Cody Kessler get some reps. Although I, I thought Carson looked real good in the red zone drills. They were right in front. On field two, 
when they do red zone, it's actually good because it's right, like right in front of you. Yeah, one kid took a skipped ball yeah. to the stomach. I was impressed. I couldn't. Yeah, and he was okay? he he was really toughing it out. Like, <laughs> it was he, great. Yeah. He was really big time in it. Like it was not a big deal, but you could tell that he was like, oof, that. No, nah, but he's a football. He was a football guy. He was a real football guy. Yeah. About it. Like not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, the trainer like, came he, over like, to give yeah. water, yeah. and he yeah. wouldn't take water. Like, yeah. I think they. I was. I was hoping that he was holding out for like a like an autograph yeah. ball or something uh, like that. Like, well, it's like there. Did you see the story? I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm the one bringing up the tangent here. I shouldn't be doing that. But did you, did you see the story in Oakland of the guy like in the A's game who who threw on who got the miles per hour test you know how how, how they oh yeah that. and he had a really good yeah. throw and they signed him yeah it's like rookie of the year really yeah yeah, yeah. No, I he, like, he was throwing in, his, in the 90s yeah he was yeah. just doing it on like the thing in the concord yeah yeah, what? So, yeah it's great. How did I miss this? So, so when you said that about the guy hoping the eagles would notice him that's, oh, that's yeah. kind of what it reminded me of um you thought, but you thought Carson looked good today. I thought Carson looked good. He had three. Well, he had back-to-back passes. One to Ertz in the back of the end zone. Great footwork by Ertz, getting his feet down. Another to Nelson Aguilar, um, where Carson just put it on. Was a this spot. seven on sevens? Seven on sevens. Yeah. Okay, because I didn't see that. I was yeah. watching the fight. Um, but Carson just put it on the spot, and uh, Carson hasn't been great this past week. But I think he's put together two really good practices here. Well, I'm glad because this leads to one of my. What just what should I call this? Bird's eye view. Uh, right. Shields eye view. Shields eye view. Uh, you know, I thought going in, and I still believe going into the season without reading too much into what's happened here, that the strength of this team was clearly going to be the offense and specifically the passing game. I've said on multiple occasions, I think Wentz could play 10 more years and he might not have a, as good a group of weapons as he has right now. But I don't remember too many days where I've, I've read that, man, the offense is lighting up the defense and, you know, Wentz is just kind of spraying it all over the field and, man, they're going to be unstoppable. So I guess my question is, and it may not matter once the game starts, you know, I, I don't know, but has the offense's performance, specifically the passing game, been underwhelming, overwhelming, whelming? Can it just be whelming? Is that a thing? I think it's been whelming. I think it's been whelming. Yeah, okay. I don't think it's been. I don't think it's been bad. I think it's been like the kind of offense that uh, would put up like thirty points a game. Well, well, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. That's yeah. good. Oh, I know, but, but not like not <laughs> I think like they'd sign up for not that. Like, but if you like, if you extrapolated it out, I feel like, or maybe not. They're all touchdowns, so maybe it's okay. like five scoring drives. But it, it seems to me like they've like. They would score on like every other possession or something, or maybe less than that, but not like they're they're blowing it up like you might have expected sure. to see. But I think they've been just fine. Yeah, the the Doug Peterson explanation today was was that this is the point in camp when the offense and defense see each other so much, they they know what's happening with each other, mm, okay. and that it's a little different when you're going up against a defense. I don't know if that's valid or not. Carson didn't really put much stock into that. <laughs> he didn't say, or it wasn't presented to him. This is what Doug right. said. Um, but he's just like, you know, our defense does a great job giving me different looks, but um, he he didn't phrase it that way. The thing I've said, and Carson actually downplayed it today too, Carson tends to downplay things, as you guys know, uh, was that he's really been in the pocket all summer. Mm-hmm. He hasn't moved around much, and that's kind of been by design, and I think he's better when he's on the run, when he's off schedule, and uh, he's only been off schedule a few times all summer. Well, it'll be. I was going to say. Well, well, then next week against the Ravens, he should potentially be 
uh, lighting them up if it's another defense, but their corners are very uh, banged up when healthy. Uh, you know, they might have the best group of cornerbacks in the NFL, but that will be fun to watch. But what you said about Wentz, this was another thing on my list. I feel like you guys, it's like I emailed you a copy and we actually prepared for the show or something. But I did hear the discussion about Wentz protecting himself. And I feel like in 2007, I, I know that was an issue in 2016 before Bo and I were back. I don't remember in 2017 many instances where anybody was saying, you know, that was reckless or uh, he needs to protect himself more. That's true. And even like the play where he got injured on, I mean, all right, yeah, if you can have that back, you you would. But that wasn't, you know, like that was a big game against a great opponent on the road and you're trying to score. How could you call call him the McVay's great? And he he dives into the end zone. Like I don't look at that and say, you know, like what is this guy doing? He's being completely reckless with his body. And I know this is a conversation that comes up. It feels like it's come up with every Eagles quarterback since I've been alive. They've always had like a mobile guy. But um, I don't see like a need, a big need to change the way he plays or protect himself. Agree or disagree? I agree with that. Okay. I agree. I, I don't think he needs to invite contact okay. like, he did, like he did in that Seattle game. We discussed that the other day. But I certainly don't think that you need to neuter him at all. Or, you know, he let, let Carson be Carson. Like that's, that's why you're paying him. Okay. Just hold on to the ball when you get sacked. Sure. That's, really... that's true. He has, the, you know what, the, the, the tipped balls thing, like, it happens yeah. like twice well, Malik a day. Malik Jackson's real. I mean, he's 6'6 yeah. six, six in the middle of the line. Yeah, I'm buying Malik Jackson stock. The preseason game, obviously. Big game for him. Coming up on Thursday. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> well, that, that's the other thing I was going to ask about. Why do NFL coaches, I mean, most of the stuff I ask myself, why do NFL coaches do this? But, you know, someone can give me a reason and I can say, okay, fine. Why don't they tell anybody how much players are going to play in the preseason? Well, they Is do. Doug does it. To that? Yeah, Doug does it. But this was even like a thing that like Pete Carroll was honest about most of that type of yeah. stuff. But this was one thing where he like wouldn't. Reveal. Is there a reason? Do you to take this one or do you want to, do you want you to go, go first? I feel like you've okay. thought about this a lot. Because I know this one angers you. <laughs> yeah. This is like yeah. the one thing you don't like. Yeah, I've thought about this and I've, I've actually asked around about this. And, and one thing that I've heard, and I don't know um, how valid this is, but, but they haven't communicated it to their team. When they, if they talk to the media two days before the game, they haven't actually had that communication mm-hmm. with the players and they want it coming from the players. I, I don't totally buy that. Yeah. You know, I think the players have a general sense of what's going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that these are not competitive games. Like, there's, there's no competitive advantage right. by saying we're not going to play such and such. Andy Reid used to say we're going to play him X drives, then take him out. Yeah. Doug Peterson did the same thing his, his first year. So I think it's just coaches being coaches. But what Bo was referring to is, is like, I, you know, I, I do think people want to know – Am I going to sit down and watch this game? Or am I going to get in my car and take my kids to the game? Right. Are we seeing Carson Wentz play? Like, that's not too much to ask. If it's during the regular season and you don't want them to know if a questionable guy is playing, fine. I, I totally get that. Yeah. But it's, I, don't, I don't understand it this time. And his quote is, I haven't decided yet, right? I mean, what you just said, I, I feel like if, if I were, you know, advising him in terms of PR and yeah. media relations, I would say, just tell them you don't want to say it because you tell the team the day before and you want to tell the team first. Yeah, right. his answer. I mean, was that would be today. annoying, but it you right. know it wouldn't be like as bad. As I, yeah, right. today he 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 went with 
you know, the coordinators have to play, have the timesheets, and I'm meeting with the coordinators today. And, um, <laughs> Just letting Mike grow decide. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well. Anyway. But yeah, no, I'm I am with you there. It's it's one of those things like. I guess I couldn't be a football coach because I would just over-communicate everything. Like, to me, I, I would want to be, like, as transparent as possible about things when there's no Stuff like that, yeah. yeah. I don't really get it. All right, this is, uh, this is my first non-Eagle. So, sorry, is it okay? Um, I'm, like, I, taking I control here. I think that's here. about uh, all we need. <laughs> Although I will say, here's a nugget from the locker room. It sounds as if Brandon Brooks might be ready to do team drills next week. Wow. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. I just saw okay. a news item. What do you uh, got? Anything good? It's it's something we'll explore, but it's uh, okay. Adam Schefter says former Army offensive tackle oh, Brett yeah, Toth is ready to play the NFL and is awaiting a decision yeah. from senior Army leadership that would allow him to play for the Eagles. Mm. Per sources from oh, the situation for the Eagles, huh? That well, he's I believe he's under Eagles. Oh, really? Or, or maybe not. He was with the Eagles. Brett Toth. Brett Toth. Is he related to John Toth, the guy who was on their practice squad? Or maybe I'm thinking of that Toth. Then, so I got my Toths wrong. Okay. Um, yeah. So. No, so you're absolutely right, Both He's drawn interest from multiple NFL teams in addition to the Eagles, who have one of the NFL's top offensive line coaches, Jeff Stoutland. Mm, that's interesting. So he's what not do they need Eagles another offensive right? lineman for? Um, yeah, maybe. maybe. Just, I think it's, I think, uh, honestly, I think it's just Howie Roseman giving a veiled middle finger to Chip Kelly. <laughs> it it does kind of have like a uh, a PR ish type. I think uh, it's like how it'd be like. Wouldn't it Wouldn't it be funny if we if we sign this guy and just you know a shot across Chip's bow? I could see that. Salute the service, yeah. Salute the service. Uh, All right, let's get to your uh, let's get to your list. Well, yeah, these, these are a mix. I mean, I've been getting to my list. This has been amazing. Okay. I've just been hitting on all the topics. Now, yesterday. Uh, Zach, how would you, on a scale of one to ten, in terms of like expressing emotion, feelings, communication type thing, like where would you put yourself? In in general, general, or? yeah, general, generally speaking, I think I'm 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 better than I get credit for probably okay. on this podcast. <laughs> no, I, I would say I'd say a little. You know, I think I am. Uh, I don't think I lack the emotional intelligence. Okay. To use term. Okay. I I do think I I try to keep. To keep business and personal stuff separated. Okay. Keep and the these, main thing the main thing. Yeah, and these, <laughs> and these past three weeks have, have really been an exercise in in trying to see how, how much I, I would allow. But I, I would say on a scale of, of 1 to 10, maybe like a 7 or 8. Oh, that's Becker, pretty, okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm not like – I'm not crying at football practice, but I'm not okay. – um, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that came out wrong. Love that. That's <laughs> Sorry. great. What a shot. Sorry, that came out wrong. I, I meant like, all right. Um, I, let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's take this part out. Let's take this part out. Uh, but no, I, I would say that. We're not taking it out. I would say around a seven maybe. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, I'm asking. Why because, do you ask? Yeah. Well, because I mean, we we've been over that, you know. I I don't have, I'm not high on the emotional intelligence. Uh, I, I I like to go to the emotional zoo. Well, you know, I've been thinking it. about this actually. Yeah. Not the emotional zoo, but these these practices, the like uh, sequestered training camp practices here at the Novacare Complex with the fans on, along the sidelines. It's really like the zoo. It really is like mm-hmm. the way that they're like, oh, like look at the size of that guy, <laughs> or like oh, like look, there's there's Jordan Mailata. It's like it's very much like these, and then and then also like uh, 
the performance of the catch between Zach and Julie Ertz in front of oh, the yeah. reporters yesterday. It's like it's very mm-hmm. much like it's this whole choreographed show. It's more marketing. It's like, really, also, it's really like it's just it's like the zoo. But it's 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 the other way too. Like from the team side, it's like you cannot cr- cross this line yes. at any moment, yeah, even exactly. if they are practicing. On <laughs> right? That yeah. Field. Do yeah. We, like, watch your watch your foot on the line. Feed the giraffes. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's one particular uh, overeager uh, guy, but. But but yes. there's 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 one thing where you can't walk past the you can't walk in front of the clock, which is understandable when practice is going on. You're not allowed to walk in front of the clock even when pra- even <laughs> practice is not going on. Right. Like, no one is is there, so you right. have to walk like around the clock, which isn't a hindrance. It's just one of those things you talk about the zoo. It's it's it's. <laughs> yeah. kind of I actually remember being surprised by you, Zebram, early. Uh, you know. In my tenure, I kind of had pegged you as a rule follower, and uh, yeah, I, you, I, you, I remember seeing your feet cross you that, that line, line quite a bit. You I mean, I, well, my I, toes don't even touch that. Oh no! I, during an entire camp, you do. You I do. Did, I am guilty as charged. I okay. think you need to push the boundaries in your coverage. Okay, uh, but, but no, I, I would say that some of that is, is height related. Okay. Um, you're trying to get like like if I'm not in front. I can't see what's okay. going on. Yeah. So, like in today's session, uh, I was having a conversation with somebody, and by the time that conversation finished, all the spots at the at the line were taken, and I, I couldn't see the drill. So, the only way okay. I'm going to get it is okay. if I'm muscling in front. Okay. Okay. Well, the reason I, I was asking was because yesterday, you know, the end of the show, uh, I hear Zach say, like, you know, uh, I'm, you know, really saying I'm loving the athletic experience. <laughs> it's been great. And really enjoy working with you. And I thought maybe I had really rubbed off on you, Bo, because you go, okay, that'll do it. <laughs> I, mean, no, I didn't notice Yeah, that. you couldn't reciprocate I that. It's been I great to have you that. on. Yes. I mean, the guy stepped right in. I think he's, he's kept the brand very strong. I don't think we've I lost any that. listeners. Yeah. You know, he's writing stuff, taking stuff off. He's probably taking stuff, way more stuff off your plate I, than I ever did. And you just, okay. That'll I, I actually think that what I took from you was not the no-sell but it was the not listening. <laughs> so I think I just missed it. But yes, Zach has been fantastic. Well, he knows that. Well. I, 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 I should actually ask you because you said that. Like, uh, so I'm still trying to end. I, I guess we're having like a staff meeting uh, yeah, on, yeah, this is on, true, yeah. on air here. But um, I, I, I always want to keep doing more and more. And like there was an example where like I felt bad a few moments ago that I, I didn't tell Bo that I answered the fantasy football question uh, that we were supposed to answer. Right. And I'm like, oh, I should have run that by you before I answered that. No, Is it I'm okay? happy that you, you did it. You definitely okay? do not need to do that. <laughs> okay, yeah, yes. no. If you want to take it, by all okay, means. Okay, all right, good. If good. You take yeah. everyone. Because <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm knows good. I had to do the power rankings for him last year. And <laughs> Yeah, like I'm happy like, to do that. He stuff. had no idea I was doing, but, and the fantasy yeah. stuff. But I, I don't want to raise my hand too fast. If, if, uh, sorry, I'm glad to know that. I'm That's glad good. we're doing this meeting on. Okay, on there we go. All right, but here's a football related one. So I'm working on a piece about uh, your boy Mitch Trubisky, Mr. Biscuit. And so for this piece, I was rewatching the playoff game from last year, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting because if that like Cody Parkey kick goes in. I had some like some interesting thoughts about kind of what would be some uh, a dominant storyline this off season. Do you do you have any? I mean, I you guys are much better at this than me. I like forgot everything from that. It was like I was watching the game for the I, first. time. I just time. remember that Avante Maddox got toasted. That is, he 
I mean, he like lost it. I yeah. felt like his mm-hmm. fourth quarter. If they lose that game, I feel like the conversation about Avante Maddox this offseason is like, you know, how do you rebound from? I mean, they were targeting him time and again. There were two double moves. Allen Robinson got him. Yeah, with, the right sideline, yes, right? Yeah. There was a complete yep. miscommunication. Uh, I want to say with Malcolm Jenkins, it might have been with somebody else, but he was just getting toasted in that game. He was playing outside corner, but I had forgot the degree to which uh, they were really going after him and kind of how poorly he played in the fourth quarter there. So good job by you. Wow. First guess. That is like, that's one of the only things. I've okay. Heard. And uh, Golden Tate not knowing the play. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. So what, think, what, else, what else jumped out for me rewatching that game, though? Well, you know, it was one of those weird Eagles games that we got used to last year where the defense was fantastic through the first three quarters. And then the fourth quarter, yeah. it was like, who who is this group? They right. were, I mean, I, I think the Bears had like one explosive play through the first three quarters. It was interesting. The first series of that game, which, could, you know, for the Bears, uh, really could have shaped the game, I think, differently. Malcolm Jenkins got toasted by Tariq Cohen on what would have been certainly an explosive play, maybe a touchdown. But Fletcher Cox just took the center, tossed him to the side, and Trubisky was like way off uh, with his pass. And there was one other miscommunication with Jenkins and somebody else where, you know, I think one of the big issues with Trubisky is he doesn't see the field well. He has He's like a one read and then take right. off kind of guy. He's not a good quarterback is also part of the problem. He kind of reminds yeah. me of uh, Ryan Tannehill in a way. I was trying yeah, to come up with that. a comp. But, uh, yeah, so there were like two opportunities in the – on the Bears' first series, I thought, where they could have had a big uh, big play that maybe could have given them an early lead. Uh, other things that stood out, the Eagles' uh, sub-package pass rush. I mean, those guys were getting after him a lot. It was, you know, Long and Bennett and Guys weren't here yet. And Graham, and it was just, you know, it's not a new topic. Obviously, you guys have been talking about it and writing about it, but still a major question mark. What's that going to look like? Uh, Speaking year. of which, I saw something today that I have not yet seen okay. during camp, and that was during the two-on-two pass rush they had Graham at left defensive end and Vinnie Curry at left defensive tackle. So that mm. was somewhat interesting. Willing to kick inside. There was a key third down in the fourth quarter where Jim Schwartz went zero blitz. You, I think you might remember this play. And uh, they went at Craven the block, middle of the field, just one-on-one, and he comes up with the pass breakup. I mean, that's yeah, I a touchdown that gives the Bears the, uh, the lead there. So I think those were some of the major ones. But with Maddox, he didn't play well in that Saints game no. uh, either. So uh, I've been a big Maddox fan. I think he's really good. Uh, I like a lot about him. But I think he's a slot. I think that yeah. I don't think he's an outside guy. I think he's a free safety. I kind of felt that's like it. that's where he played okay. best. So yeah. Um. Well, so the, as as you were saying that the revisionist history that that's interesting to me if if Cody Parkey's kick goes through is obviously you want to win playoff games. It's never a bad thing if you get to the second round of the playoffs. But this summer looks entirely different if Brandon Brooks isn't injured, if Fletcher Cox isn't injured, mm-hmm. if Nigel Bradham's not injured. Like that's it's true. it's not a bad thing that they won that game. But That's interesting. it would be better for yeah. the 2019 yeah. season if the season ended that day, not a week later. That's true. And meanwhile, and meanwhile, like you know, if if uh, Melvin doesn't lay an egg, they they don't even make the playoffs. Yeah, like it was not in their control. That's what I think is like. Oh, like Doug and Melvin's was able to, Kirk Cousins. Yes, that, Doug okay. was able to lead them back to the playoffs. <laughs> like call Kirk he Cousins. did only because the Melvin laid an egg. Yeah. And think about it from Chicago's perspective. I mean, they've had this 
this weirdest offseason where everything is about the, it's, the kicking so game. And, uh, I mean, a lot of questions about Trubisky. And, you know, at least it would have been, hey, he got them in the second round. You know, with the young quarterback, you can always have that. Oh, hey, sure. hey, he didn't play well, but he made, like, two good throws on that final drive. Like Mark Sanchez. To put them into uh, field goal range. So, yeah, it is kind of interesting, everything that changed there. Who's okay. their backup? Jay Daniel. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Tyler Bray is the other... Uh, Tyler Bray's still around. Okay. Uh, I wanted to revisit your uh, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard conversation. Mm, Mr. Resources, you're coming the other way, huh? Well, I I would say 75% of the time I'm in the camp of stop gassing this guy up, you know, appreciate Ertz. And, you know, I think that's true to a degree. But I have to say that I think if Goddard, with his skill set, were on a team— where he was the number one tight end, and there are a lot of like teams that could use him, and he was you know among the top two or three most targeted players. Now, I don't know, the flashes I've seen, I think he could be like a Pro Bowl tight end this year. I don't think that's crazy. Okay, I don't think that's crazy. He, I was th- the one arguing that he could still be a top ten tight end. I just think that vis a vis Ertz, like let's calm down. You would trade Zach Ertz? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade Zach Ertz, but I don't think it's crazy to say either that Goddard's ceiling may be higher as a player <coughs> than Zach Ertz. I disagree. I mean, Zach, I disagree. I disagree with that. I think Zach Ertz Because he's is, multidimensional? Well, he's already... And listen, I like Zach Ertz. I've written a lot of... Yeah, the so, village, right? No, yeah. yeah, this might get back to his hometown. Uh, Goddard is already... And blocking is not... As important, we know that, but he's like got a huge edge there. And we don't know exactly what he is as a receiver. I think he's more if you're using him in like the, the Travis Kelsey role. Like if he were on the Chiefs and replaced Travis Kelsey right now. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it would be pretty good. Yeah, I think he's a good player. I'm, I'm not disputing that. Okay. I just think Zach Ertz is, you know, I, I think it's easy to take for granted what 117 catches. Like, it, I mean, that doesn't happen by accident. It's yeah. literally never happened before. That's true. Too much I mean, that's one catch for every year of Hayden Hurst's life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. We'll see. But this, okay. goes, this goes back to my argument about why, you know, and that famously, was not a good pick. Famously, yes. <laughs> because. You, you hated the selection. Because you're not going to see Goddard. It, you know, he was, he's just been blocked by one of your best players. So. Well, it's like trading for Golden Tate. You're assuming they have a plan. Yeah. But that's, the, like, I think their plan is more 12 personnel but their plan is also to play to play Nelson Aguilar right. this year, yeah. You and their plan, yeah. So I know that I I know for a fact they 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 want to have kind of versatility based on matchup. I based think on that's game. right. I heard you make that point. Yeah. And so I completely the, agree. So the offense could look different one week than it does the other week. I also think there's a lot of validity to like play your five best skill position guys. Like they, you don't need to yeah. bring them off and on all the time. I do you wonder. You can say that the Eagles' offense has the same problem that your parents did. A lot of, a lot of, <laughs> I wonder where you're going with this. A lot of mouths to feed. <laughs> yes, I'm one of six kids. If that's 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 the that's the reference. Yes, I, yeah. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to concern you with where <laughs> I that was like, going. I was like, where <laughs> yeah, going I didn't know either what was going on there. <laughs> and then it, now I get the joke. I got you. Is there an under the radar uh, storyline of? I mean, is Goddard going to be happy with his role this year? 
Everybody gassing him up when he. Gets I don't think. Yeah, I mean, that's I don't think it's under the radar. When I, no, I, I, I think oh, that should be like. It's a legit. Well, no, it might be under the radar now, but I think okay. that should be firmly on the radar. Okay. Yeah, yeah because I, I think you know we have talked about the wide receiver room. Like, how are you going to keep all right. these guys happy? I think there is an element to that with Goddard. Yeah. yeah, and I also think that. And you guys both know Zach Ertz. This is a prideful guy. Oh, yeah. I don't think Zach Ertz is one of those guys who's they like take me off a couple plays. Yeah, yeah, or or like yeah, Dallas Gertz. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That he says Dallas Goddard is at my level. I, I call him Dallas Gertz. Yeah, right. that Dallas Goddard. I don't think he's like that. I, I think he's still like yeah, I agree. Wait your turn, you know. Yes, and I think that it, because he had to first of all, right. yes, but to, also yeah. you know I've heard the argument that well you know you can you can spell Zach Ertz a little bit, not play as many snaps. E R T Z. He does not. Uh, I don't know. That's not going to sit well. No, <laughs> no. Especially so, after the year he had last yeah. year. I mean, this guy is someone who's very aware uh, of now that you know George Kittle is all being yeah. you know, oh, suggested yeah. above him and all this stuff. So I don't know. I think that's um, the mouse to feed thing. I think we made fun of it in the spring. It, it is a thing. Oh, I think it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I don't think it's a thing if you, if you're winning games. Like they keep talking about 2017, and everyone was was happy because they kept winning. But like if if you're like you were last year, yes, you know if if yeah, you're I think like there's some blow up potential, yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's I think everyone is is saying it's it's all about the team, it's all about winning. If you're eight and one, you know, but it's not that way. If I think you're that's right. Yeah, I think they're smart guys, and they know that you come off as a real jerk if you're exactly. complaining when the team's winning. But uh, yes, when the team is not winning, it's sort of a different story. All right, what, what else do I have here? Let's see. Uh, remind me of the thermostat versus temperature thing, the Sanchez thing. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, so Mark Sanchez, <laughs> and and he got it, I believe, from Mark. It's going to be like six thirty tonight. No, I'm I, like, <laughs> okay, three more. He said, "You said at uh, thirty minutes and forty seconds in to uh, last Thursday's episode, <laughs> he said you want to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. So when you go into the locker room, when you go into the room, when you go into the huddle, you want to set the temperature. You don't want to be the one reacting to to everyone else. So basically, it's about bringing the energy, bringing like the enthusiasm, bringing the bringing, noise, bringing the funk. Yes, and so that's something. When I heard that, I I I, I love that. Like I try to apply that." See, I totally disagree with that. You believe in reacting to the room. You believe in reacting to the room. I, I am completely on your side. I love to – I think a great life skill – and you, you know, you make fun of me for my social cues, but you've seen me in social I completely settings, agree with what you're about to I say. I think the person you want is the one who doesn't need to like go in there and you know, yes. put their thing on everybody else. Like I, I want to be someone who if I go into a room where everyone's acting this way, yeah. I can act that way. Yes. If I'm going into this room and everyone's acting this way. I'll go along. So you with want to react to the room? Yeah, I, I think, agree with I, that. I, I, think, I like okay. to be adaptable. To you want to take yes. the temperature. Yes. Of the room. I think you want to be the thermostat. Yeah, is or the a better way to actually go through life. That's I mean, interesting. You don't want to be the guy who everyone's like, oh god, you know this. Like like Sanchez goes in and is bringing the energy and like it's you know maybe it's six thirty in the morning maybe people right. have, maybe, yeah. maybe people had a bad day yeah. you yeah. know maybe it's raining outside and they they don't want you to have this pep in your steps I totally agree with that so this is uh, I, I am mean, completely on I your mean side. not till I I suppose we're supposed to overshare on on oh, this yeah. podcast. Um, this is like a conversation debate that my wife and I have okay. because my wife is like, sometimes people are not morning people and don't want so much energy. Like, and you're just bringing, you're bringing I, it on. I walk in, hour. good morning, you know, shaking people's hands, smiling, <laughs> like, great to see you. You know, even like when we go places, like, 
Like, you know how, how some people do that thing where... I would just be in my mind, like, no, down, right, You know how, how some people will, if, yeah, will go to... Like a, yeah, meeting him for the first yeah. time. Yeah, well, like, go to a bar or they're at, like, a party or something, and they see someone, but they'll pretend that they don't see them. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't One believe in that. One of my favorite movies. movies. Yeah, oh, no, I, I yeah, believe in, like, <laughs> you go guy. right up to that person, like, you say hello uh, with the scene. That's probably better. Yeah. I, like, I don't I, do that. That's it's funny when you, when you know that the two of you have made eye contact and you both decide <laughs> yes, we're yes. not going to do it. I don't play that game. Yeah, 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 so. Well, that's interesting what you said about your uh, – when you first see your wife in the morning, what is the interaction like? Oh, I'm I'm full of energy like right away. Okay, like so you're I'm, saying, like, I'm attacking morning. the day with enthusiasm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed this today. Uh, my wife and her family are notoriously they call themselves bad waker uppers. Okay, and this is translated to my daughter. So like the mornings are generally just someone's good. You know, <laughs> there's hell to pay with somebody. Uh, we don't when we first see each other in the morning. There's no acknowledgement. You even say hi. No, okay, we just... walk right past. Each other. <laughs> <laughs> like one person walking out of the bathroom or the closet and the other person walking out. Like no eye contact. I thought it was kind of weird, but, you know, I've learned that. It works for you. Yeah, it works for you. So, yeah. anyway. That's funny. All right. So I uh, just wanted to bring that one up. Uh, I'm totally with Zach on the long snapping thing. And I had this thought years ago and I was talked out of it by someone saying the injury thing, right? Mm-hmm. If uh, the guy gets what, – what is it? If the guy gets injured, then you lose your long snapper exactly. and like – Exactly. I mean you're telling me you can't like cross-train freaking Nate Gary and Josh Perkins to be long snappers? I think I think Nate Gary is not the right one. I think right. I think Josh Give me a backup Josh linebacker right. and tight end. Yeah. Give me a backup a linebacker and tight end. end. Yeah, that's okay. I was thinking about it that uh, I was thinking of it from the wrong prism. It's not about adding someone to the 53. It's about adding someone to the 46. Is what that too. Is, well is, said. Is where you would get the And I mean, you're saying it's uh, so precise. I mean, give me a break. The professional athletes, they can't. You, you do 100 of those bad boys a day. You're telling me you can't learn it in the summer? I refuse to believe that. I don't know. I think you're underselling it. Mm, well, I'm going to continue to do that. All right. The kicker punter thing, totally on board with. I like that. I, I like thinking like Shield. He's a national writer. How about the? Uh, <laughs> I found that the uh, you know the, the fantasy. I mean, why don't you do that story then, what? Mr. National? Please, Go to Minnesota. There, they got that guy. It's they not got, bringing in yeah. the subs. You think? I'm, come on. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> the I found that the running backs. It's hot in here, is it not? I'm sweating. No. You're just bringing the heat. I'm no, excited. It's, it's okay. a little warm in here. Uh, the running so back. We, we need a, we need a thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> I found that the running back situation has been like a. It's like a big topic among like the fan, national fantasy community. Oh yes. I, I don't know if you've noticed. Like probably right. anytime you tweet something about Miles Sanders or Jordan Howard, it's probably um, getting picked up. And that or, was our fantasy question. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. And a, a matter of fact, I like wrote last week that Jordan Howard's still going to have a role in this team. And yeah. He's going to start the season as. As like the early down back, and it got picked up as like as like uh, Miles Sanders is not expected to start this year, and I was, I was like, whoa, that's that's not what I wrote. Well, I don't think yeah. that's yeah, no, I, I think so. You know, when I when I came to the the practice last week or whenever it was, and you know, I, I thought one of my big takeaways was Miles Sanders seems much more talented. I that does not translate to Miles Sanders is going to be like the man for them and just totally lead them in carries and Jordan Howard's not going to have a role. I mean, I'm with you. I think it's still going to be a running back by committee. Uh, 
Because if anything, one uh, I think has been a frustrating part of sort of the way Deuce Daly has managed the situation. Maybe it comes down from no Doug rhyme or reason. Peterson. Yeah, I don't feel like they they look at it and say, you know, this guy's playing better right now. We're going to feed him more. It seems like they go into games. All these guys, everyone's going to play. We're not going to, you know, whatever the hot hand yeah. or whatever yeah. it might be. It doesn't seem like they do that at all. And I think like the most. I do not uh, like the way that Deuce does the running. Yeah, yeah, I think the most likely scenario is that. Even if it looks like after three games, Miles Sanders is way better than Jordan Howard, that they're just going to keep rotating him, and it might frustrate fans, fantasy owners. Maybe my biggest take is, on the that, team, is but that that's going to happen. My strongest take is that if he's healthy, Darren Sproles is going to play a lot more than anybody wants. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was the other thing you guys were saying on like third down. If Miles Sanders looks good and he had the one nice blitz pickup uh, yeah. last week, I don't see any scenario. Where they're saying he's playing over Darren Sproles. I mean, why do you, if you're, we know Peterson loves Sproles. We know they brought him back with a role. I mean, I don't know. I at think he's going to play. At some point, though, I, I think Sanders' talent's going to be too obvious okay. not to get onto the field. I mean, you're the one giving him the gold jacket. <laughs> well, you mean today or in general? I mean, <laughs> Every day. Every day? Okay. All right. How many, how many hours in are we? What do we got here? I'm enjoying this. You're, I like this. You're enjoying it? Okay. It's like a performance review, you know? <laughs> uh, Zach had said uh, two shows ago, I think, you were, <laughs> I, I, thought, I think it was, he was like, clo- you were closing out the show, and he said, I can't wait to hear what Shield has to, and you like cut him off, and we're like, yeah, we got three mics for that. <laughs> and I didn't even, I couldn't even, no one, the audience, do you remember this? I, I've, I've thought on many occasions I can't wait to hear what you have to say about something. But. I thought it was going to be something specific. Like, I can't wait to hear what she has to think about it. And, you, you know, you just cut him off and I think it. that was the end of his thought. Okay, I disagree. <laughs> uh, that was very minor. I had a commenter on my last story say, uh, this is the worst story I've read at. <laughs> no way. <laughs> at the athletic. Was it the, was it the, uh, the w- reasons the teams will not make the yes. playoffs? Yeah. Well, that was a good one. Yeah, I thought it was mostly good feedback, but that was one <laughs> of them. And I was like just thinking about like the oral history of the athletic one day. Like in 10 years, let's say it really, you know, blows up and James Andrew Miller's like writing a book. Like, right. Do you think your. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think your Chance War Mac post <laughs> will get like a mention? In, like, I think the LRB one. Explain to people who don't, uh, who might not be familiar <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking. Well, I did. Uh, I did the. Uh, you know, this was when they had the left guard rotation. Yes. Or the, yeah, the left guard rotation yep. with Chance War Mac and Stefan Wisniewski. And I, I did. I just, I just did a post that was the. Uh, although maybe it was in a mailbag, that was the uh, uh, reworked lyrics to. Biggie's one more chance with just about the left guard rotation. Yeah. That was a classic. Yeah, that was a classic. Okay. I'm not yeah. sure that that one was a home run, but yeah, I don't know. It was something. Well, we were experimenting. Yeah, there were some, some, yeah. some ones that first season that uh, James Andrew Miller would have fun digging up. Uh, all right, this has nothing to do with YouTube, but I need help for a po- with a post, so I'm okay. going to offer this to a listener. I'm trying to do a post on which teams have an actual home field advantage, and so I want to look at their uh, Football Outsiders DVO splits home and away over the last three years to see whose like, performance varies the most. Uh, they don't offer that on the site or in the Almanac, but they do have like each team's DVOA every week. So if you did it like manually, you could right. do it. I feel like there's someone who's good with spreadsheets or something 
who would be able to do this in a much quicker way than I could get all that data in a spreadsheet. So listen, if there's an enterprising listener out there who wants to help out, I'm going well, you to gotta talk to you. you got to talk to our boy Dennis, who was at practice. Listen, today. I don't want to make it me. He might not want to do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not going to give him the assignment. This one might but... be a little more work and time. I don't know. I don't okay. know how long it will take. I will offer either a free subscription to The Athletic for a year or a free T-shirt, Birds with Friends T-shirt, if you've already uh, subscribed. It's a great okay, offer. so you're now, now you're just asking people to do. You've come yeah, onto the podcast yeah, just to work. ask to do. What's your for answer you? to that? Which uh, which place you, you have YouTube. the best home field? I don't know. I have to look at the data. I have no idea. Without the data, so in like the the like 1995 sports writer way, where you just go, oh, yeah. you just have a take. I was yes. there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would say the the Saints would. I know they lost the playoff game, yeah. but I think if you look at it overall, I would think their home road splits would be the most significant. Interesting. Okay. That's the classic Drew Brees. Yes. Idea. And then there's, yeah, the, the fans always talk what about, about Seattle. the Seahawks. Yeah. 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 Which you live through. I think that's By the way, you, yeah, you, you came in today in your raincoat. Yeah. I thought how appropriate. You know, you must have thought you were in Seattle, huh? I was listening to uh, Zach's story about going to the musical and trying to find like the radio. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, on the way home. Well, I was trying to think of, like, uh, you know, before you just had all this stuff at your fingertips that you could look up. Do you guys ever do the phone? You'd call the, you'd call the hotline to get a score? I did, I did not do but that. But here's what I did, and I'm a little older than you both. So I did I'm, that. I'm curious if you, you did this. Uh, do you remember? I don't even know if this is still a channel anymore. Headline News? Yes. And so they would have this thing where at, like, I think it was, like, 20 and 50 of the hour, or it might have been 28 and 50. I don't know how they got the rights to this or how they did this, but they would have like a sports update and they would be showing you highlights that you had no idea, you couldn't get anywhere else, um, and scores that you didn't know were happening. And so I would like constantly be tuning into that. And there was this you guy. You and Hurst. And there was this guy, and so I, I do this at home a lot. He had like the, this booming voice, fantastic. He would go, Jerome Jaranovich, headline sports. <laughs> what, that's Ring a, a bell or no? No, no, not at all. All right, I need to find at least one listener who knows what I'm yeah. talking about. Wow. Okay. But this is, to the this home is field. We're now getting to the yeah. point where it's Shields' uh, slow descent. Okay. No, so, so we can end it. <laughs> wait, but uh, to the home field advantage, I, I'm, I'm always curious because I think New England has an incredible home field advantage. You can say they went anywhere, home or the road. But this isn't like something that has to do with fans. I think there's all these other things about Foxborough mm. that are advantageous for people the who are just angry because of how long it takes to get there. No, they they talk about like this, like this, the sideline that they're on, like oh. the walk to the lot. There's all these different things that make it tough to play in Foxborough. Um, you know, like by, I I am saying this. I, I would need to look it up. But something about like where the shade is coming from okay. in in like an, a late after, like, some like a late Belichick fall nonsense. game. Mm. Yeah, but that's that's a. Uh, yeah, like isn't there? There's something weird that they do, right? In the they cheat. locker room, yeah, it's or cheating. something that it gets tweeted out like during playoff games. I forget what it is. It seems very silly yeah, to me. But that's like like the Patriots okay. are so good at home. They're so good everywhere, but okay. they're so good at home too. So that's something I would look at. Well, it's easier to cheat at home. <laughs> did I tell you I was at that Patriots Colts game and you they would have won no matter yeah. what the ball was? Okay. Well, this is something I wanted to inform you of, Zach. So Bo does this thing. I don't know if you've uh, been contacted by his minions or not, but where he just basically rips everything and says everything and everyone sucks. And so, you know, we, we are, our audience is all mostly Eagles fans. And so 
they're on board. You know, he's yeah, just okay. crushing people left yeah, and right. Cousins, and, and, yeah. yeah, so this is how yeah. he, you know, uh, how he endears himself. This, yeah, so yeah. you have to uh, be aware of that. I mean, listen, people need crushing. Say what you want about Jared Goff. The fact that you thought there were twenty-five quarterbacks. I didn't say twenty-five. You said twenty to twenty-five. Yeah, I said he was about 20. That's wrong. No, you said there were 20 to 25 <laughs> quarterbacks who could do what he did in that offense. Oh, I, yeah, I stand by that. No, that's I wrong. I stand by that. That's wrong. No, so, I said that could have taken the Rams to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't think Yeah, I agree true. with that. Okay, I disagree. You think Trubisky could have taken them to the Super Bowl? I was thinking about that. I don't think Trubisky is that good, as good as golf. Well, Trubisky stinks. But okay, so, uh, the, it's a very easy job with that offense. No, I don't think he probably would have. Okay. See, he just loves McVeigh, so he doesn't give golf That's any your credit. Uh, I don't know if we want to close the book on the Chip and Bradford uh, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've got to like travel tomorrow. No, I don't all mind. All right, all I will say, <laughs> you two look exhausted. No, no, no. I'm I, doing this one so I enjoy this. I, okay. I enjoy this. All right, so here, here's the issue yeah. with Chip as the argument. I feel like I closed the book yesterday. The actually. argument that he was a good coach but not a good GM Towards the end of his tenure, what edge was he giving the team as a good coach? That's what I would ask. What edge was, was he there giving? any type of edge he was giving the team? I think that his uh, first of all, I, I think health wise, like I, I, I think the sports science program. Okay, all based right. on the, I mean, I mean, based on people I've spoken to in that locker room. Earl Wolf might disagree. Who like okay. by it? <laughs> um, but no, I mean. Game planning wise, I, I would probably say no, but I think he was also harnessed that last year by personnel. Oh, I, come I, on. No, I, I don't think he had the personnel for his system, and he did not adapt the system, and that's a, that's a fault of his. Yeah, I mean, I would argue that towards the end of his tenure, he was giving you nothing from an X's and O's game plan okay. standpoint. He had nothing to do with the defense other than put them in bad situations. The culture was a complete disaster. Agree wholeheartedly. For whatever he said, about, you know, culture yeah, beats scheme. Yes. I, ha- I have not covered a team that has had a worse culture. Than uh, 2014, or 2015, rather. Yeah. 2013, they had good culture. Yes. And when he said that... You weren't there in 2015, right? Oh, you had... Uh, no, I had left. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, so, yeah, this probably goes back to the end of 2014 with me, when okay. they're playing teams and teams are saying, we knew what was coming, and right. I, he didn't have a plan B for anything. Uh, Personnel-wise, he was. It wasn't just that the roster decisions were terrible. It was that he had no idea. Like, like for for example, I heard a, a prominent podcast host recently say, "You know, say what you want about Chip Kelly, but he made that Lashawn McCoy trade because you can get rid of that salary and spread it around the roster." What? No, he spent really? the money on other yeah, running backs. Like and this Murray. is I remember Who challenging him on that. Uh, Mark Marin. It was uh, Ryan Rosillo of the. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Okay. And and actually, I mean, it like what what Chip did that that off season was so inexcusable. But he essentially, it's like if you find ten dollars in your in your uh, shorts after the wash, and s- instead of like putting it in your wallet, yeah. you're like, I'm just going to spend it. Like their plan. No, it's like if you took that ten dollars and you just gave it to Demarco Murray. <laughs> no, their their plan <laughs> was Jeremy Macklin and Devin McCourty. 
that off yeah. season. And then it's like when they when they lost Macklin and they actually did they file the grievance or whatever it was, but the Chiefs got penalized for tampering there. Uh, but he just spent it on Demarco Murray. That was not their plan going into the off season. As uh, as I said yesterday, I think the I think the biggest indictment is that he had this success the first year, and he thought that the reason. He, he thought that his scheme you. made the players, and the players didn't make. But the he game. did win twenty games in two years, and he did like, like I'll say this: Deshaun Jackson had had objectively the best season of his career in that offense. Lashawn McCoy had objectively yeah. the best season of his career in that offense. I, and now he did have two outstanding players in the primes of their careers when you expect them to have that right. type of career, and they had more snaps, like, but. I mean, even you Nick Foles I mean. had the best season of his career in in that offense. Yeah, I think it was the perfect storm of uh, the personnel fit. It was new to the league. Okay. Teams needed here. All those different things. I will say I think the one underrated aspect of it is uh, like how fun that year was. Yes, that I think first year was very, very fun. And also from fans' perspective, like that was a really fun year. I mean, they were just, you know— Lighting it up, that first game at Washington, all those different I, things. I, I'm going to... It's also nice to think that you have the smart coach, like as a fan. Yes. It's nice to think that, that you have the guy who has, who has these edges. Yeah. And so that's yeah. why it, it, it maybe took longer than it should have to realize that he was a monorail salesman. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to gas up Shield here. Because when you talk about 2013, like, that, like Shield's work that year, mm. I thought, was mm. incredible. More because compliments than you've given me. In- no, because he. Re- <laughs> now you know how I feel. He, he did a. Tw- you sit with Zach for a long time. Yeah, no, lob him to you. Start taking away. <laughs> yeah, she'll explain what was going on with Chip's team better than anyone else in the media at the time. And that's why people have said that him and he and Tim were the best uh, people on the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I thought first twenty four seven was terrific. Yes. All right, last thing. So I've seen a lot of back and forth about Josh. It's been Smith. very. This has been very football heavy. I like yeah, it. I, like, I, was, I feel like, I've, I've, I feel like ex- I've gone back and forth. I feel forth. like I've been, I was expecting more non All right, you want a couple non? Uh, I'll give you a couple non ones. I thought you were ready to go, but if you no, want to. Well, no, I'm here. I'm here for the, the long Star, You know, I've never seen Star Wars either. No, good for so you. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I shouldn't say good for you. There's, I, I have nothing against Star Wars. I have Wars. no plans to ever see it. <laughs> okay. I also don't think I've seen a movie more than once in like 25 years. What? I don't watch movies more than really? once. Really? Yeah. I don't often watch recent movies more than once. Okay. Really? But I not, do, it does happen sometimes. From you're time not flipping time. through, and you. I heard that. I have not flipped yeah, in I, so long. Yeah, Who I don't do a lot. Now? Of flipping it's all through. on demand. You got to go in with a plan. You don't go to like hotel is the only place. If I want background, mm-hmm. it's like probably going to be sports or maybe like at the office or like Parks and Rec. Okay, I, I I can see that, okay. but you're not like. You don't put on just like TNT as you're flipping through. And no. I shouldn't even say flipping through. You push the guide, guide button, and, yeah. and you go up and down. And you're like, rarely, oh, there's a movie I haven't seen in a while. I think the most recent movie that I have seen more than twice is Get Out. Okay. Really? I think I've seen that three times. You see, times that's now. a movie that that I, I don't know if I would want to see more than once because you already because you know the ending of that yeah movie. but there's there are there like, are lots of little hidden things sure especially in the second watch that you okay. might not have picked but up like a good time. comedy a good comedy is uh... I would say the times when I see a movie a second time is when I have seen it by myself and I think it's so good that I want my wife to watch it okay and so I will I'm, I, I will happily watch it again do you find it frustrating I don't know if this happens to you when you find a piece of content, TV or movie or something that you think is fantastic, and you try to get your wife to get into it and she refuses, does that ever happen? 
That's not the, not so bad because I need. It's nice to have one show that is like she goes because she goes to bed before I do, so okay. it, it can be this. Okay, this will be my nighttime. It's nice show. to have one, but but then there are times where you both sit down at a nine o'clock and mm. you want to watch this. You, you refuse. Well, they to go watch. they go separate TVs in the Herman household. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Very but I mean, nice. like most of our shows uh, or, or most of our programming is separate. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah, what was your line? You need time together alone, right? Or something? I think that was your line. No, you you said it eloquently. It's it's echoed many times in the Kapati household yeah. when we all have headphones. One of the, on I think it. it's uh, one of the one of the keys to a relationship is uh, spending time together alone. Yeah, basically, like right? yeah. Like I'll I'll have being I, alone I mean, together. Yeah. If I'm not watching a game or sh- or something that 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 night, she'll be watching her shows and I'll be reading uh, with like you know Bravo on in the background. Okay, yeah. All right. Josh, Josh Sweat. Yeah. Now, I thought you said his ceiling was... Is it Daniel? Daniel? Uh, it's Daniel. Daniel? Daniel Hunter. Yeah, I said his if best I'm case scenario is like Daniel Hunter. Oh. And then Bo was like, that's everyone's best case yeah, scenario. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... Uh, I, mean, I don't know who is the... I just meant in terms of in terms of the measurables. Like, when if you're in a draft meeting and you're saying, all right, who, who can you see this guy becoming? And you look at the size... And you look at the at, at the speed, and you look at the at the skill set coming out of college. I think that I would say Daniel Hunter. Uh, we have had this conversation, but that may have been the comparison in the pre-draft process. But through a year and a training camp, I think we know enough that that is not the type of player. Well, you say that a, that's a not year, how he like, plays. Like last year, but that's, that's not how he plays. That's exactly how he played last year. Exactly. No. Every training camp practice last year what he did was use his speed to beat guys around the edge. That's what he did. And then I, I think he's really tried to kind of build on his game. He's put on weight this year. So, yeah, I agree he hasn't been totally that player this summer, but I I do think when you look at the size, the speed, the skill set you're hoping that's the best case scenario. All right, I awarded you the golf and long snapper, but mm-hmm. I'm with Bo on this okay. one. Now, Grant, I have not watched him in, in practice except for the once and then watched him in the preseason game. But, uh, yeah, I see as a guy who he may have had that athleticism and the measurables might have been comparable coming out of college. Uh, I do not see it. Do you on- see Vinny Curry? Is that what you, you see him playing? Like he's Jaquay I mean, Parker, who you I, know won't jump off sides. I think his style is going to be, <laughs> no, yeah, kind of. <laughs> that's a joke because he jumps late. <laughs> I like that. I, I think his, uh, yeah, I think his style is almost like he, he's just like a hustle, try hard yes. type of defensive end. I don't know. I mean, that's what he like looks like to me. I mean, I would be willing to put a Pastaficios on the line that he will never have a... Eight sacks. number? Well, no, how many no, fourth I'm round go, picks have eight uh, sacks? No, no, no I'm going to go much less than that. Yeah. I don't think he will have fewer than. I don't think he will have at least five and a half. Twenty-five percent of Daniil Hunter's sack production in any season while they're both NFL players, barring Daniil oh. Hunter. Has, well, like, Daniil Hunter has been a, a consistent double jack, a, a consistent yeah. double sack player. So he no, could lead the league. I'm not going to make that bet. Let me ask you this: But twenty-five percent. I mean, twenty-five percent. Twenty-five percent. Yeah, he can. If, oh, if Daniil so, Hunter has oh, so Daniil Hunter has Oh, I'm going with that. So if Daniil okay. Hunter is twelve, and, right. then that's then, a bust of He only needs okay. three sacks. Needs yeah. Three. Okay. Okay. Right. And and what's the time frame where until one one's out of the league? Okay. All right. Sure. <laughs> Who do you think will be out of the league first? I can't. I, I can't wait for my sandwich. 
Um, who do I think will be out of the league for? I yes. think Sweat will be out of the league for. Okay. <laughs> if, I, if I had to guess, Daniel Hunter is like yeah. a, okay. He's, he's, he's one of the, the best edge rushers in the NFL. All right. All right. Let's run the gamut, as they say. Anything else? I'm like sweating. I'm enjoying Ooh. this. All right. Our first name that loon. Oh, oh we're doing God. this. Okay. Now let's save this for next week. No. What the, how many hours got in these, are we? I've got these. So I've got these. Catch a flight up. tomorrow. <laughs> I'm fine. First one. This is good. You just. Uh, there's no waiting around. First one gets it. Ready? Good thing I got my uh, spreadsheet request in before this segment. Uh, it's pretty similar. I, there have been a couple things that small nuances in coverages and nuances in coverages that are. I know this is maybe just Say slightly it, different. Is it Corey Unlin? No. no. Oh, I'm so ashamed for you Wait. both. <laughs> Tim Halk? Yeah, the third down success has been good. Oh, wait. No. Attribute that to a lot of, a lot of factors. There's a lot of things that... You should be ashamed of yourself, You should be ashamed of yourself. Yes. I know who this is. Sounds very familiar. I know who this is. Starts with protection calls, communication up front. I know who this is. And then just executing the technique, the fundamentals. The you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Is this someone goes into about? the routes and how you run the route, and then it just goes into players. Frank Reich, play. yes, oh, okay, yeah, Frank Reich. I haven't, I haven't okay. heard the voice was, in a long yeah, time. I was saying, like, I know. I was this. thinking defensive coach. No, you don't hear it in your dreams. No, he yeah. speaks in a like. A, yeah, I don't want to get into it. Yeah, all right. I, you I, should I be ashamed this. of yourself. That's really, really bad. Yeah. Trying to throw people off the scent. I can't have them thinking I have a Colts bias. <laughs> yeah, I knew they were, we were going to be good. Why? Because we're, we're prepared well, and we have a bunch of good players, and we mesh well. We're, we work hard every damn day. That's real talk. I mean, you got no complaining about our work ethic and all the things that we put into this. And, I mean, you can, it only is going to result in oh, this being, was an easy one. If, you, if you put in work the way we do. So... There's that, and then it's our second year. Um, you know, we're able to focus on different at- different aspects of our game. So, I mean, and that's what it's. What is this Dallas Goddard? So, no. no. What's it been like for you the last couple of weeks to be able to step up and have the bigger role that you've Nate had Gary. helping the defense? No. Chris McPherson. I mean, it's nothing I'm not used to. I think that I would wipe the floor with you guys in this game. <laughs> Let's never find no. out. Michael Kendricks. Oh, okay. I was thinking white guy. You? I heard the voice in now. Even, even with the that's real talk? I think it was a white guy trying to, you know, okay. give a little real talk. Yeah, All right. well, white well, guys then we'll can't sp- say that's we'll real talk. We'll speed through you these then because you guys time. stink. Oh, it's very important. You know, um, you don't ever really want to. Oh, I know this. Todd Herman's. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Hair dog. Do nothing. Can one of you do an oral history of the the black van and the time that was at Harriman's and uh, mm, Jaquay Parker? I would love to read that. That's a good one. I want you to do the oral history of Sam Bradford's pro day. <laughs> well, that was on my list. We didn't get to it. Uh, I just enjoyed my bye week. I got I went home and seen my family, my mother, and my dad, and my siblings, and um, I just it just took the physical this you know, is a tough one. thing from football away and just mentally got me focused on my family and outside of football, you know, reality. So. I just enjoyed it, and, you know, it, it helped out a lot. Is it more, in the NFL, is it more difficult to get used to the physical, now that you're playing a lot, the physical pounding or the it's mental? It's not Fletcher Cox, just right? the, the day-to-day no, grind. Position. I think you definitely have to be uh, more mentally prepared than um, your opponent because everybody in the NFL Cedric is Thornton. Um, Correct. Yeah. Oh, my boy. Last one. 
Yeah, I mean, it was huge. I got to, I didn't do a lot that game, but uh, I got to go out and, and work with uh, John and Donnie, and that was just an, an extra day for me to get ready. Carrie Spear. So that was, it was huge. No, no Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey, Cody Parkey. yeah. Got, I, I got to say, when you played smoked. my questioning yesterday, I was thinking, man, it's a lot better before than I am now. You thought you, you thought those were good questions? Into Wait, did you it like the description, Maxwell? by the way? Like he said, this is Shield with hair. He could have said, this yeah. is Shield when he was at Birds 24 yeah. 7. No, because it was he in the video. I, I, in the he video. Yeah. yeah, he could have said, this was like Shield when he was still in his, in his, in his 20s. Were you what? in your 20s there? Uh, what year was that? Actually, Maxwell was 2014. 14. So no, because no, no, 31. Yeah, so with you hair. just turned. Mm. Okay. All right. Shu and I were like the. Uh, I, I'm not counting Bo on this because he was working for the team at the time. Shu <laughs> and I were like the young guys on on the on the on the beat right. back when I took over. Now look at me. Oof. Yeah. Now I think we were the only ones in our 20s yeah. at, in 2012. Uh, excuse you. Thank you. Do you want to do these around the horn bells? Uh, do you want me to answer honestly or? <laughs> Sure. Okay. Sure. I don't have my notes pulled up here. The, you know, the Dolphins are really only interesting, I feel like, at a macro level. I mean, do you really care about their players? We'll do them quickly then. Okay. <laughs> this is the Adam Gase uh, section of the podcast. The Dolphins. Brian Flores. Dwayne Allen. Josh Rosen. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Alan Hearns. Christian Wilkins. Eric Rowe. They have Eric Rowe and Kiko Alonso. You, you must love this team, Zach. <laughs> and a bunch of other AFC East cast-offs. They've lost uh, Adam Gase, Robert Quinn, Ryan Tannehill, Cam Wake, Jawan James, Frank Gore, Danny Amendola. They were uh, obviously bad last year. They're going to be bad this year. Last year they were 26th in offensive DVOA, 28th in defensive DVOA, 21st in special teams. Uh, they were... More injured than normal, and they have a tough schedule this year, the 26th uh, ranked schedule according to Warren Sharp. Their over-under on wins is 4.5 with uh, the odds tilted towards the over. And they play the Philadelphia Eagles in Miami on December 1st, week 13 at 1 p.m. Wow, so Thanksgiving weekend. Two trips to Miami for you guys in a couple months. Yeah, that's right. You talking about the owners' meetings? (laughs) Yeah. Are those in Miami? In Palm Beach, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead, National Boy. A couple things you left out there is that their their quarterbacks coach has already stepped down, Jim Caldwell, due to health issues. Oh, I didn't know that. And their offensive line coach go was Deeks. fired after the first week of training <laughs> camp. So things are going really well. <laughs> They're set up. I mean, I think the only interesting things with this team are: Are you going to play Josh Rosen and see what you have? I mean, he would have to reach a certain level of like he would have to be really, really good for you to say, okay, we're going to pass on a quarterback in next year's draft. I mean, I think Dolphins fans should probably just watch on Saturdays and pick who their favorite quarterback is. Uh, Justin Herbert. I always want to call him a bear, you know, like Bobby. Like, like Guy Bear. He is my favorite. Um, Do you know that Guy Bear is American and his real name is actually pronounced Guy Hebert? No. That's true. Uh, you know, Bo was breaking down draft quarterbacks last Thursday. Really? No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, with, with Greg Cosell. Yes. Who you got? No, I wasn't. Zach was. Zach was going through all the wide receivers in college football with Mr. Cosell. I, Cosell's got to love Herbert, I would think. Yeah, well, Has he, he watched him? Oh, yeah. He was going, we were going through the, the different guys, yeah. and I was giving him my, He liked that Utah State guy. Is yeah, that, Jordan Love. He from? liked Jordan Love. And, um, and then I was Who do like, you like? Well, that's what we, we yeah. had to talking. I, I said the underrated guy, in my opinion, is Jake Fromm. Okay. 
And he said, I just Do you know who that is? Hold up, Georgia. Yeah, he said, I just watched Fromm Tate. Um, When you're national, you got to keep up with this stuff. uh, Be ready for any questions. No, I mean, I I obviously, this isn't like a controversial thing. I I like Tua, and I seem to like Tua more than uh, Greg. Well, I'm not going to speak. You like him a little more than he does. I'm not saying that. I'm I'm not speaking on his behalf. I'm not speaking on his behalf. But uh, I, I do like Tua. So, I mean, the, I think the interesting thing there will be, uh, you know, you know they're going to be bad. How does Rosen play if he does play? And then is the culture just a complete disaster? Like it's the sort of Brett Brown type thing of like uh, the challenge of, you know, your team's going to suck. It's Surely a, this will be the Bill Belichick cast off coach to make it ha- make it work, right? It doesn't have talent. And, you know, so is it everything a complete disaster or are they little... Little seeds of leadership sprouting that when you finally get a quarterback, you place them in, and it's not like a complete disaster. Who would you say has been the most successful Bill Belichick head coach? Probably Bill O'Brien, right? Am I missing? Oh yeah, anybody? I guess Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't. I mean, you you don't great. have to apologize well, for him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, can I say Nick Saban? Am I allowed to say that? No, someone from the Patriots staff. From the Patriots staff. It's. Uh, I mean, it's a list of Jabrones. And. Yeah. A lot of them had like a year of success, like like Romeo Cornell brought the Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I guess, yeah, Josh McDaniels. Year. Well, Josh McDaniels didn't bring the Broncos to the playoffs, but Romeo. And, didn't he right? the, the Tebow yeah, year? Yeah, right? Tebow year. No, that was John Fox. Really, was it? John yeah. Fox was at practice today. Yes. Him and Mike McCoy. Yeah, that was what? John Fox. Because Adam Gase, yeah, yeah, I believe that was John Fox that year. Oh, I don't know. Are you sure that Let wasn't me the look Peyton? up the boy? No, because <laughs> no. I think that was McDaniels. No, because when they beat the when they beat, you know, the, when they they beat the Rams, start off, McDaniels yeah, McDaniels started him? off really hot, and then they went down, and then they fired him in the middle of the next season, and they brought John Fox, and John Fox won with you know the Tim Tebow team, and then they brought in Peyton Manning the next year. I'm fairly confident in this. I'll bet I'm looking it up. I'm looking I'll, up. I will, I will bet you your sandwich if you want. I'm not betting a sandwich. You betting a sandwich? How about a salad? No, I'm going to stick to my sweat, Daniil okay. Hunter uh, one. Continue. You can continue talking if you want. I mean, that's about all I've got on the on the Dolphins. What year? Do you know what Over year that might have been? Was that 2011? John Fox. Isn't there's you, e- there are easier ways to do this than whatever you're okay, doing? Okay, then go ahead, do it. Um, but I'll talk about the Dolphins for a moment. I don't like this roster one bit. I I do like some pieces on it. Um, I really like I really like Christian Wilkins in this draft. I thought that was a guy. No, it's too that, old. That the Eagles should. He is, he's older than Derek Barnett. Yeah, um, that's why I'm saying he's too old. But he's a good player, really good player. I yeah. like Kenyon Drake more than most do. I like Kenyon Drake. I wanted the. I, th- I thought the Eagles should have traded for him instead of Jordan Howard. Uh, oh, Zach was right. Wow, Tim Tebow. Yeah, seven and four as a starter. John Fox was the head coach. Do you know who the offensive coordinator was? Do you? Adam Gase. This is our Adam Gase. Mike McCoy. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, Mike McCoy. Adam Gase was the quarterback's coach. Yes. That's right. It was also okay. here, right? Yeah, why why are all these coaches showing Because up they're here? Bob Lamont. He <laughs> so brought them what? both. But why do they, what do they want to do here? I don't know. Shake hands and say in case someone gets fired, fired or, or yeah, kicked that, out of the league. That could be said via text. He has Howie and Doug's number. Well, you, know, you know, as, a, as an out-of-work coach, you've got to stay current, so you've got to see what's going on in training camps. Well, John Fox is on doing ESPN, right? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So that's all that's interesting about the Dolphins. Okay, Jets time. Uh, a lot of ins on the Jets. Adam Gase, Joe Douglas, Quinnen Williams, Le'Veon Bell, C.J. Mosley, one of the Khalils. Chuma Adoga, Ty Montgomery, Trevor Simeon, Brian Poole, Jamison Crowder, Kalichio Semele. 
Outs? Not a lot. Darren Lee, Mike McCagnan, Dakota Dozier, James Carpenter, your boy, Anthony Barr. No, Anthony Barr was Anthony Barr was never in. That's the joke. He was was in briefly. I wasn't listening. By the way, Bo, if I can compliment you, one of the things you do really well as a host here is you're terrific at pronunciations. Oh, thank you. Like, it's a very underrated ability that that you need to be able to do on an audio medium. I'll take that. You do well. I appreciate that. I'd say you're okay. Uh, Last year, despite all the uh, (laughs) Sam Darnold gas, 29th in offensive DVOA for the New York Jets. Uh, 21st in defense, and surprisingly, number one in special teams. Did you know that? Really? No. That's odd. Uh, They have the second easiest schedule in football this year, according to Warren Sharp, and they were middle of the road in adjusted games lost last year. They're over-under, 7.5, with the odds favoring the over Mm. on the New York Jets. Mr. National, what do you got? Well, I know you guys talked about... uh Adam Gase, I have just, like, no confidence that he is the right person to coach Sam Darnold. I mean, and they got Greg Williams. That sounds like right. a, this, yeah. this thing is Joe com- Vitt, extremely combustible. They have. I mean, they had the stories Le'Veon about Bell, Gase like, didn't want Le'Veon Bell at that price. I mean, there's just so many uh, issues for this I think team. there's real, real blow-up potential with I this think team. there's a chance Joe Douglas gets to hire his coach in February. Yeah. January. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's... Uh, that's crazy, but yeah. So that the infrastructure there is terrible. The talent—they made stupid decisions in free agency. However, if you look <laughs> at it in terms of did they add talent to their 2019 roster, the answer is yes. Uh, their defensive backfield, uh, their cornerbacks are a disaster. I don't know if the Eagles are still in position to trade them anybody. Anybody? Maybe they're not. Uh, I don't know if you what you guys uh, think about that. But yeah, how do you think they feel about Jeremiah McKinnon? Maybe. <laughs> I don't think they're giving up a piece. For <laughs> Maybe they'll just pick him up. They could sign him. Yeah, they, I mean, they have the second so waiver claim too, yeah. so they're gonna or the third waiver. Maybe claim, they'll right? trade him for, uh, you know. Yeah, no. The, Ryan I think Bates. I think Joe D is going to use that waiver claim um, pretty aggressively. I think uh, you know, in terms of, of Darnold, some things I like. About Darnold, I feel like I feel like uh, I'm on the fence with Darnold. I like he, he throws the ball outside the numbers well. I think he can do everything physically. He's athletic. I like his sort of pocket feel ability to escape pressure i think his uh his kryptonite would be decision making he throws interceptions that you look at and are like what is this guy thinking like you know you're not like a junior in high school where you can pull off that throw and so but you know he was a rookie last year playing with a terrible offensive coordinator a terrible coaching staff not a good supporting cast and so i'm willing to say all right let's see what he does this year but again it's not like i love their offensive uh coaching staff this year either so i think he's okay like i 100 percent will take baker mayfield over him any day of the week if you're just having me start a franchise from scratch i don't think it's really close there um but i think he could i think he'll give some highlight level plays i think he'll improve i'm not like this guy sucks i feel like yeah uh, my sense and i have not watched that many sam darnold games but I'm a little bit lower on him than uh, the league seems to be, okay. or at least the national media seems to be, yourself excluded. Mm. Zach, what do you think? I don't love Sam Darnold. Don't dislike Sam Darnold. I'm, Boy, I'm still that's like the figure. meanest thing I've heard him say about somebody. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out, uh, still trying to figure out where I, I stand on, on Sam Darnold. Not crazy about this, this roster. I think it's a little overrated. I think they do have some talent, but don't like the way all the pieces fit. 
Uh, real curious to see what Joe Douglas is going to do with it. Not surprised that Joe has already gone to, to addressing the offensive line. That's that's kind of Joe's personality. Bringing Khalil out of retirement, I thought was a good move. Yeah, um, I think that makes sense for yeah. that. Yeah, and he's a he's kind Especially of like a, a quarterback a, who can't make a culture setting type player, and Joe cares a lot about that. Um, Joe likes big, tough football players who yeah. love. Hey. Yes. Strong, <laughs> powerful man. Who who love football, and what, that's what he keeps saying. They need to love football. Uh, if you talk to Joe enough, he'll tell you that. Um, See, but, I like a guy who like kind of likes yeah. football. <laughs> you like a guy who has outside interests. Yeah, yeah, they're good yeah, at yeah. it. Actually, Jenkins, too. Chris Long. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the story of the 2017 uh, yeah. Eagles yeah. Super Bowl team. I like guys who have outside interests. Football is fun, but we got other stuff yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is true. That's true. Um, but no, I'm I I don't like this team as much as, as some others do. And I think if if the threshold for them is the playoffs, then I would I would go underneath that. Yeah, I would agree. So of the uh, two bets on the board, seven and a half for the Jets, four and a half for the Dolphins. Which which uh, you, you got to put some lettuce on it. What are you putting the lettuce on? Going under on the Dolphins. Oh, on the Dolphins, really? Mm-hmm. So you think three, two, one, or zero? No, four, four, four. No, four. Four is it's under. Four and a half. It's four and a half. It's four and a half. Yeah, it's pretty good. That half is big. It's a big half. Yeah, Five big games. Half. They're not capable half. of winning. I guess. Yeah, but they play in a terrible division. Yeah, true. I mean, but this is the thing. Like, how long can you keep that? That Ryan Fitzpatrick charade up. Oh, I shouldn't even call it a charade. Correct. That's not right. Uh, yeah, me. I mean they got to give it. The, but I'm a. I like Josh Rosen. It behooves them by completely the to go to Rosen early. I really like Josh Rosen. So maybe if they go to Josh Rosen earlier. They're gonna they're gonna go over. Well, I think they may be in the tough spot of veteran player the culture. Thoroughly, I don't know that this is uh, happening, outplay. but is completely outplaying the younger guy on the practice field, and everybody else on the roster sees it. And yeah. then you hand it to the younger guy that's not putting him in a great spot, and everyone's like, "Why is this guy out there?" Type deal. I don't know. That's By the way, that. you know who Josh Rosen reminded me of coming out? Who? Guess. Sam Bradford. There you go. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Matter of fact, I, I used the line when I was talking about him one time that Bo hates. I was like, if the pocket's clean for him, boy, he can really throw it. And Bo's like, when is the pocket ever clean? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think uh, I do like that. I like the unders on both of those. I don't know. I, I kind of like the under on the Jets. I, like I thought the, we have to pick one. Yeah, right? you, I like you're right. You do have to pick right. one. I think yeah. I might go under on the Jets because I think you're right. There seems to be like sort of a... You know they're kind of a what's it called a public team, yeah. the Jets, and so uh, they you know that number might be artificially high. Where band, yeah, I don't trust that coaching staff to be able to turn around. The one thing that enough, does scare the, me is their schedule is one yeah, of the they, easiest they have in the, the NFL. Schedule, although that is based on the expectation that they're the second best team in that division. I don't, I don't Whereas like I, their yeah, edge the rushers, and I don't like their perimeter players. But if you uh, this, this, I don't know if this is a Joe Douglas thing or not. But like I don't know, Daniel Jeremiah always says this, so I assume it is. But build the defense like uh, up the middle. Yeah, right? Quinn yeah. Williams mostly. Sure, and Jamal Adams is yeah, like arguably one of the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those I'll, three. Yeah. Now uh, Joe Douglas didn't build this team, right? But you know, you're right. That is how, how Joe Douglas talks about it. Okay. All right. Boy, there's some underwhelming teams. What's your guess on how long we've been talking? It feels like seven hours. I usually use like the rule of uh, rule of three. I don't know that we've hit the two hour mark. I will say one hour. I've missed seven texts. <laughs> this would be my second great guess of the, the day. My my wife asked me earlier what percentage of Iowa is white. 
and asked me to guess, and I hit it on the head. On the head? Yeah, it was a great moment I for would me. guess 87%. Zach? Of what percentage I was white? <laughs> this is like a, you know, okay, like a yeah. voting constituency. Yeah, we yeah. don't just, you know, discuss racial <laughs> makeups of <laughs> states. Yeah. Generally. Uh, that was a, you guys walked past each other a couple times in the morning, and then the <laughs> first thing she said to you was, yes. I want to whisper something. <laughs> what percentage? Yeah. I would love to know the context of it. Is it because of, like, the caucus? Like it's because of yeah, the caucuses? Yeah, it was something okay. she... Is it cockeye? No, it can't be cockeye. No. That's something else. Yeah. <laughs> Edit that part <laughs> What's the answer? <laughs> oh, did that guess yet? Uh, I'm going 80%. 93%. 93. Wow. wow, that's pretty high. Is that the highest? I don't know. That, yeah. that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that was how you parted for the day? Dude, I feel like I just ran like three miles. <laughs> I am not swear. Yeah. Wait, um, now what was your question that I was supposed to guess, though? Didn't oh, well, how long has the episode been? Oh, uh, well, now. Yeah, I this would say, be your second great de- guess of the day. Right, it's under two, it's over 90. I'm going to say an hour and 47 minutes. Zach? An hour and 20 minutes? An hour 22. Oh, God. Let me ask Shield something real quick. finished yeah. uh, on a high note with Iowa. Shield, yeah. you're covering a, a late game, okay? Okay. You're seeing all, all these guys who, who, who work for um, other outlets hit their deadlines, pack up their bags, and, and go. And we're fortunate enough that we can continue writing we're crafting the story as much as we can you finish it and then you see a, a look in Bo's eyes like <laughs> oh let's do this podcast what's going through your mind at that moment uh i think i think Bo will actually back me up here that i actually was usually like yeah let's go do it yeah because after you finish writing all that like i'm not ready to just you go still to got sleep. juice yeah okay I've fair still, enough and i think it's also um yeah i've got i've got takes to Dish out, and also the Monday morning pod. I feel like built the sure. birds with friends brand. I and was generally the most listened to, especially I can't after wait like for a those. big win. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and there's something fun, sort of, about being in this strange press box and especially on like a there. road stadium. It's very romantic. Yeah, every you know everything's empty. They're cleaning the seats, and you know. Out there giving your takes. What's your I uh, like that. Yeah. What's your road routine when you have like that six a.m. flight back? So so let's say Dallas this year. The Eagles have a primetime game, yeah. and we have You're a six a.m. flight back. Um, <laughs> uh, now you, there's a the, the bad thing about Dallas is that they want to give you that ride home. So we have traditionally name? potted from the hotel room. Oh, okay. Instead of the fair enough. Okay, you, know, you can always do. But which we've done a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there were times... Do you times, pull the all-nighter, or, or do you just go straight to the airport? Uh, no, I don't think I ever had to pull an all-nighter. I think it was like a Super Bowl, I think. Hour right. and a half. Yeah, an hour or two. Super Bowl, yeah, yes. Super Bowl, yeah, that was... Hour and a half asleep at the hotel, but I would say... New you, Orleans was tough because it was the last game of the season, so we had to be back for that. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I remember seeing you guys in that Southwest Terminal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You are probably more... Um, Shout out to There John were times Parker. last year where I felt like because of what you just said and we don't have deadlines and we're mm-hmm. writing later and I feel like that you know Monday morning piece was kind of my baby that I was like, you know what, I don't need to be there to ask Doug questions on okay. uh, Monday at noon. So I was like, it'll be more productive for me to get five hours of sleep and that way I can do a rewatch Monday afternoon mm-hmm. rather than uh, be a mess. So I will say that I do feel like I'm victim to... Uh, after the game, writing-wise, 
not having a deadline like makes me take longer than yeah, it should. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, check I, your I, fantasy scores. Update, update. Yeah, there's, uh, I think, yeah, if you make a personal rule to not do that, it would probably be a good idea. Yeah. I do more. Like, I was at this game the other night. I, like, I for kept, instance, sorry, yeah. like after that preseason game the other day, I didn't need to spend 45 minutes yeah. looking up all the, the quarterbacks yeah. who had 0. Yeah. 0.0 quarterback ratings in the last three years. But that's how I spent my time. I was I was like frantic and, and Bo could tell you I'm like asking Bo and Rich like like what time do the editors stay up until I, I don't want to keep them awake I feel bad you know and and yeah. they're like oh no you can send it to this I'm like whoa I can take as long as I want writing this yeah shout yeah. out to the U desk yeah, yeah. appreciate oh, that. I just started you, using you, that bad you, boy you, you. they're they're excellent there they're very good yeah yeah okay. Well, what's the uh, since we open up the can of worms? Who? What's the what's the uh, setup for the day after? Well, actually, game, I'll, game I'll, day I'll, coverage. I'll, oh. I'll tell you this: the yeah. the first meal that 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 Bo and I had when we brought okay. this up, Bo mentioned that 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 he was interested in, in that. Moment. Oh yeah, so, I want to oh, take the, yeah. I'm taking yeah. the day Thrive after. That, I feel. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking the day after. There yeah. were many times last year where I felt like Bo could have done a better job with the day out. You were getting some yeah, good I don't stuff. Know. I feel like that that will center you. I need to come I up hope so. with this, you know. I'm gonna hammer home this angle. Well, it'll be good. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. I what I am what I am struggling with is do I also try to write something separate? No. The day, the the beauty of the day after is you pour in thousands of work everything you have goes in there. You don't write something separate, are you crazy? But what if there's something that uh, deserves a you know, a Jeffrey Lurie oral history? Yeah. That, that's your day after. Okay. There's no rules. All right. Yeah. Your lead can be anything. I don't know. Listen, I've been, Listen, told, I've been lo- told to pump up the volume, so. There's a lot of space to fill in that bad boy, okay? All you right. can change the format. My feelings won't be hurt. Okay. You know? And what's Zebra I'm going to do? Like the, for the season or, or just, just off the game? What's, yeah. What's your piece going to be Monday morning? Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to... A good strong story off the off off the yeah. game. Actually, Bo gave me some advice that that you shared, um, which was approach it like a national writer. Can I say that? Well, am I giving away? Well, and, and what's funny about that is yeah, that it's not referencing Shield being a national writer. Now. <laughs> oh. It's it was the idea of, like treat the game as if you're like the national guy coming in. And then and as I said to him, your line was that you came up with a lot of good advice that neither of us ever followed. Yeah, yeah the half an hour before a game, I'm on like I could be the sports editor of the year right i'm coming up with great ideas left and right that i never followed through and then um you know i i i want to figure out if i'm going to incorporate different nuggets into that as additional things or come back with a different piece so there's still stuff we need to figure out as as this progresses look forward to it yeah good news is uh you know the season's not right around the corner or anything got time yeah practice observations i've been doing very well i've noticed much better than when i did them last year i'll tell you that i don't know what's behind that Mm -hmm. It's okay. <laughs> you don't want to leave. This is the first podcast you've ever wanted to keep going. Uh, if the You're temperature was cooler, the, I could, uh, I'm trying to get to 147. <laughs> right, but no. All right. Okay. Uh, well, uh, the last thing we should say is that <laughs> next week we are beginning the transition of having uh, a few podcasts a week go, f- go only behind uh, the paywall on the athletic app. So we're still figuring out exactly what the regular season will look like. The post-game pods will still be available for everybody on whatever podcast app you use. One or two other episodes per week will be the same. And then one or two episodes per week, uh, maybe shorter episodes, will be behind 
the paywall, and then eventually those ones behind the paywall will be available on your uh, apps, but that's a little bit further down the road in terms of the uh, user experience. Do we have a? We don't have like a promo code, right? That we can get. We do. It will be theathletic.com slash birds with friends. We'll get you forty percent off. Yeah, yeah. I want to. We want to get. I believe that. I believe that actually already that works already, or still from previous times. At one point, it did not work. Okay, I believe it still does. All right. Well, for the uh, marathon episode, for Sheil and Zach, I'm Bo, and as always, we love you.